Welcome to another episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, the Boots on the Ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Here we are back at the boot camp, excited as we get even closer to Christmas Day. And we know that you're waited, waiting on bated breath for each episode that comes out on Wednesday morning to make your holiday season complete to listen to Bob and Jimbo on the boot camp. It's like a beautiful Christmas gift each week, each Wednesday, whenever you listen. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas gifts, how how has Christmas gift shopping been going for you, Bob? Are you, are you ready? Do you have what you need? Are, are you still thinking through some things? Man, Jimbo, we're doing really good over here. We started last month and I woke up early one morning, you know, taking a tip from that podcast we did last week on time management. I get up early in the morning and so I just thought, you know what? I can do some Christmas shopping. I'm just going to knock it out. And so I jumped online and, and knocked it out. My responsibility is to buy a gift for Barb, to buy gifts for Barb and she handles the rest of it. So I'm very fortunate and very uh, thankful to have almost all of my gift purchasing done. I have one more thing to pick up and we'll do that this week, but I'm excited and how about you? you? You got all your Christmas gifts done, and have you? Do you make something? Do you make gifts in your garage for people? Like, what do you do? Like, or do you just purchase stuff? Man, to be honest, I'm really bad at this. I am not good at it. <laughs> I'm also not good at completing honeydew list. There is a meme that I love to send to my wife every once in a while that I saw on the internet that said, "You've already asked me to do it. You don't have to remind me every six months." <laughs> yes, and so. <laughs> Yep. So one of the things my wife said to me about two two months ago is she's the hand towel holder in our bathroom. The kids have ripped it out of the wall. And so she has told me, look, just maybe make it a Christmas gift. Just fix the hand towel holder for me. Right. And so this past Saturday, taking note from our last episode of if you work with your mind, rest with your hands. I decided on Saturday that I would fix the hand towel holder. And I mean, it's a pretty good hole. It ripped it right out of the wall. I'm going to patch the hole and I'm kind of, you know, knocking out the loose sheetrock. And and here's what frustrated me. Whoever placed that hand towel holder, it's like an inch from a stud. One inch. <laughs> like if they... <laughs> now that was exciting for me because that meant that it was easy to reinstall. Yeah. But so I had to patch the hole and, you know, paint over it and all that kind of stuff. And I just moved it over one inch and put it on a stud. But I just thought, I mean, whoever put this up, you couldn't, you couldn't go one inch over into a stud and make my life easier? No, no. You had to put it right next to the stud so that my kids rip it out of the drywall. So I told my wife, well, Christmas shopping's done. I put the towel holder up. Merry Christmas. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, this is not a Christmas show like you might see on QVC. I think we do have a topic to uh, talk about today. What are we What are we kicking around today here at the boot camp, Jimbo? Well, you uh, alluded to it earlier, and we kind of talked about it last week some, and I think uh, this dovetails well. Last week, we were talking about family work-life balance, and a piece of that is time and task management. Ooh, that sounds super exciting and cool, like a fun episode. <laughs> time and task management. Doesn't that, doesn't that just get your blood going? You know, 
I like to organize things. And I, I, I must confess that one of my favorite stores to go into is the container store. Oh, and, man. And I love the container store because it represents organization. I also like Ikea uh, because everything is kind of organized and you go into these little rooms. And so when you're talking about organization and structure and those sorts of things, I, I like that topic. And I think it's really helpful that we're discussing it right now because guys are getting ready to go into the new year and they might be thinking about, you know what, <laughs> this is the last year was disaster for me in terms of time management and organization. And maybe I need to take some steps to think about how to approach it in 2022. So timely episode here right before the new year. We have different ways of accomplishing what we're going to talk about today. And I and so there's not a cookie cutter way to do this, but what I will say is you got to figure out a way. I am not a naturally organized person. I thrive in chaos and I thrive in you know at the moment adjustments. That's where I do really well. But what I've learned is I actually am much more productive if I put in a, the work to manage my task and manage what I do. And where I really recently got even convicted about this, Bob, is a book that I read called Redeeming Your Time by Jordan Rayner. And when he talks about uh, this, he really boils it down convictionally to the idea of let your yes be yes. And so when you make commitments, you got to figure out how to complete those commitments, right? And if you live life in a chaotic world like I do, and you don't track that, then you're not going to, your yes isn't going to be yes. And you're going to be, I mean, so let me ask it like this to even my listeners or to you. Chances are, if you've been in ministry for a while, you've met some guy or you've been the guy that says, yes, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. And then they completely forget about it. Right. And so you're working with that guy and you're like, Hey, can you take care of this thing? Yeah, absolutely. But they never write it down. They never put it into anything and it just never happens. And they don't even feel bad about it. Right. They just go, Oh man, my bad. Some other things came up. Yes. I have a hard time with that guy. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so I am doing so many things, shifting gears all the time. And I think as a person who, so this is a good kind of segue before we jump into, you know, how to deal and manage your, your tasks and your time a little bit. I, I think it's important to understand a couple of things. One is if you are, if you're disorganized and you're the kind of guy that wants to promise and you never seem to deliver, you really need to dig and understand why. And get at the heart of that, right? Because your relationships are going to suffer with that. But if you're the person on the other end that seems to know a few of those folks that drive you crazy, you would do well to understand the fact that not, not everyone processes information like you or approaches tasks like you. So sometimes it may be like you've alluded to, it could be this, this biological kind of thing about just people processing things, right? And they just look at the world differently than you. And so it's going to be a struggle for them. And instead of being a critic, why not be a coach? and help someone figure out how to handle their responsibilities in a way that would be helpful. And so I think as, as one who's moved into supervisory roles later in, in later years of ministry, I've had to determine and ask the question, why does that person seem to struggle in keeping commitments and, and managing time rather than just being angry that they don't keep commitments and they don't manage their time? And so go from a critic to a coach. And I think our role right now is kind of coach or 
counselor today, maybe in the podcast. Like we want to give you some coaching and we also want to give you some counsel as it comes to time management and tasks. Yeah. And so I thought what we could do is we'll, we'll share some of our own ideas, but I like the principles. We may not go through all the principles, but the kind of subtitle to this book by Jordan Rayner, which I do recommend highly, uh, Redeeming Your Time is the title. And the subtitle is Seven Biblical Principles for Being Purposeful, Present, and Wildly Productive. And last week we were talking about being present where you are, wherever you are, be there fully. And he talks about that a lot in here. And this book was probably one of the best I've read on a biblical perspective to task management. And the first principle he has is the word before work. Start with the word. Look, there's a whole discussion on all the time uh, people will say things like, well, I'm just not a morning person, and so I do my quiet time at night. What I would say is good. I'm glad you're doing a quiet time. I still, look, this is a personal conviction, and you can disagree with me. That's fine. You don't have a microphone listener. I do. (laughs) I'm just convinced, man, that if you'll start your day with the Word, however early you got to wake up, whether you're a morning person or not, Man, figure out how to start your day in the Word. And maybe you end your day in, in the bulk of your reading, but figure out a way to start. You're, you're, you're setting the tone. You're setting, it's like a, an alignment. You're, you're setting yourself, you're aligning yourself to your purpose when you start with the Word. And so I think you have to, you have to start there with time and task management. Figure out how to build that into your schedule. Good word. I think that's very important because it really does impact your frame of mind. And if you're exhausted and you come to your new day and you're exhausted and you're frustrated and you don't have the right mindset, then that's going to impact the rest of your day and the rest of your week and all the people and all the tasks that you you have to do. So I, I think you've hit on a, a really good foundational point. I think the other thing too is you, you've got to understand what's priority and what is not, right? So there, there are, we have many things that come into our schedule in our lives every single day that are good things, but they're not the most important thing or they're not the the priority type of thing. And so I think this is one that you're just going to have to determine what is the priority here and what's going to get my time, what moves the mission forward the most in this particular time, what is what is critical that I get done right now towards the accomplishment of the mission. And there's a difference between something that is is priority and important and something that's urgent. And I think you have to be able to distinguish the difference between the two. Yeah. And so as part of what he goes into that is one of the first things you got to do is is get figure out what all your commitments are. Right. And so the second principle that Jordan proposes is let your yes be yes. And this is in this chapter in his book. I, I mean, I would highly recommend you look at it. Uh, he really goes into this idea of we need to be people of integrity, but we got to figure out a, what he calls a commitment tracking system, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where every open loop, I've heard you call this a kill list, right? Every mm-hmm. Everything. And so he talks about, he builds off of an old system by David Allen called Getting Things Done that I've heard a lot of people build off of. It's a, it's, it's a great system, Getting Things Done. And there's a just an insane amount of information on the internet about that. If you just Google getting things done, you could watch YouTube videos, read articles, and learn everything you need to learn about that system. And it's a good system that I utilize. But he talks about that. It doesn't have to be that. It, whatever your system is, just choose a system, right? And and work that system. It, and it can't just be random post-it notes. Like you, you need to have a trackable system that is is consistent and can be trusted 
And so the getting things done or even his version of getting things done here in this book, Redeeming Your Time is one, but choose a workflow, figure out how that is. And part of that is get everything out of your brain, get everything, all the open loops, personal work, family, whatever, uh, hobbies even. I mean, just all the things, get them all down. And then you file those into a workflow of what that's going to look like and put that in your tracking system, define what your work is, figure out what context, right? So know, you know, plan out your week, do a, do a weekly review and get your week ready and know these are my priorities for the week. These are the days I'm going to focus on certain priorities. Maybe you have rhythms in your week where Mondays are for certain things and Tuesdays are for certain things. Far too often, visionary type thinkers just kind of do this off of intuition, mm-hmm. which is my temptation. That's my, my, my natural way to do this is just by intuition. Well, here's the problem. I intuitively only want to do things that are fun and exciting. <laughs> and so if I just go off my intuition, I'm going to have a blast, but <laughs> some very important things are probably not going to happen. And so it is important for me to make sure that I have a, a good commitment tracking system to make sure my yes is yes. And I'm getting, I'm getting things done that matter. Cause here's the reality. Greatness is often accomplished in the mundane. Mm-hmm. And so we got to, we got to take care of the mundane stuff too. And so you got to have a, you have to have a trusted system. You got to know what your next action is. You got to figure out how to work in different contexts. You got to review that regularly and whatever your system is, it has to be something that's easy to input and maintain. And so I use a digital tracking system called Nirvana, Um, not the nineties grunge band, but it's the same name. And (laughs) yeah, they didn't look very organized to me, Jimbo. (laughs) I mean, they made some good music. (laughs) No. uh, So it's not that, but it's by the same name, nirvanahq.com. And it's built to operate off of the getting things done system. Uh, The other thing, other reason I like it, just my personal preference is I hate subscription fees mm-hmm. for paid services. And and I wanted I wanted the full, there is a free version and you could do that. I wanted the benefits of the pro version. And so I went ahead and sprung for the pro version. And out of all the other systems I reviewed, it was the only one that had a one-time fee for pro instead of a monthly subscription because I hate monthly subscription fees. Yeah, I think another episode we need to do is, is Jimbo's... Uh, tricks and tools of the trade where we focus in on all of those, those tech things. Cause you, you have got, you found some of the best technological resources that can be applied in the work of replanting that are, I want to say like the Aldi brand, they're, they're, they're off brand, but they're, they're just as good as the, the original brand. So we, we need to do an episode like that. So, I mean, I think the, don't underestimate how far I will go to avoid a monthly subscription fee. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You know, all of that that you just said reminds me of, of just this principle, and you've alluded to this. You got you to gotta explore and develop a system. So here, here's the funny thing. You got to work to be better at your work, right? You've got to organize, invest the time to explore t- paths of organization or tools of organization that will make you more effective. So it's not just going to happen. And here's what I see a lot of people do. They'll, they'll hear somebody say, you know, oh, this tool or this resource has been really good. And so then they'll try it out and it, it just doesn't work for them, right? It's, 
It's not something that kind of, it doesn't look like how they would organize their day. It doesn't have the right colors or the features or this or that. And so I think that you really need to, you're going to have to invest some time to figure out how to, to become better organized and work more efficiently. Jimbo, one time, and I started off back in the day before electronic organizers, before the Palm Pilots and all that kind of stuff, there was a thing called a day timer, which was a book that you could buy subscription refills for. And it had like, wasn't a three ring binder. It had this special like bind, you know, the it had multiple rings and you had to buy these particular special inserts and all these kinds of things. And that was what the pastor I served would train me on. And so in my marriage, Barb and I process things differently. And, and I can keep a lot of information in my mind of tasks. I can wake up and already have intuitively know, here are the four or five things that I got to do today. If I write them down or not, I still have those. Barb wasn't like that. And so I thought it'd be helpful, Jimbo, and help her become more organized. And I bought her a day planner. <laughs> and you're laughing and um, you should be laughing. And we could expect all kinds of fun comments and emails and things like that. But just let me say this. I, it did not go well. And and she would she did not did you buy did you buy her a treadmill for the next year? <laughs> no. <laughs> she she didn't need a treadmill. She doesn't need a treadmill. She did not happily receive the day timer. And she said this, and she's <laughs> she's always almost right. She she says this to me on quite a regular basis, because I evidently make this mistake in different arenas. She just said, I don't think like you. Yep. I don't process information like you. Yep. I have to have my own system. Yep. Right. And so she, like our listeners, some of our listeners, you got to figure out what works for you and you got to do it and and stay committed to it. And I'm just going to say, it's going to take some investment. Here, here's what I would say. If you are, if you're exhausted, if you're not accomplishing tasks, if you're dropping commitments, if you're double booking things, if you, if you generally feel not productive and if you are experiencing criticism about your your task management and your productivity, I'm just going to give you a little tip. You need a different system than the one you're using, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I will say this is, Jimbo, I think there are super, super talented individuals out there that are limiting their own productivity and their own success because they haven't leaned into this issue, right? And, and that may sound really simple and may not be a profound insight, but I think it's true. Like there are some people that just, they're never going to rise above the level that they are until they solve this productivity man, task management issue for themselves. Yeah. I would say, you know, using the VOPS leadership style quiz that we've referenced on here a lot, if, if you are low or non-existent as an operator, so if you take that free quiz and you don't have operator, then chances are you may struggle with this and you're probably dropping the ball a lot. And if you're high on operator, you probably don't have a system and you're probably very productive, but you're probably overcommitted. And there are probably too many things on your plate and you're having to figure out how to manage all of those. And so while those are require different approaches to this issue, essentially you, you got to deal with it and you got to figure out how to track those systems. If you don't have a system and you don't know what to do, I would highly recommend this book, Jordan Rayner's Redeeming Your Time is a very good biblical theological approach to and, and very, very practical approach to this. But if you don't even have time to do that, man, just Google getting things done. And you don't even have to read the whole book. Just look at that. Use a system. I recommend a digital like Nirvana 
or monday.com or Microsoft to do, or man, there's so many that you can, you could spend forever figuring out which of those works for you. But the reason I recommend that is I've got it set up on my phone where it's really easy for as soon as an idea of something, or I remember something, it's real easy for me to just go drop it in that app. And then it's, and then it's there. And then later in, I, in, at some point in the day, I have time scheduled to go put that where it belongs in my to-do list. So it shows up at the time I need it to show up and remind me. And so my brain is freed and that happens. But whatever your system is, have a system, figure out that, maybe maybe make that your New Year's resolution between now and early January. Take some time if you end up with some downtime for the holiday of looking into that or even reading this book. But the next principle, part of that is, the next principle he covers is descent from the kingdom of noise, which we're not going to go too deep into that. But it's a really, really good chapter on, man, just... Be filter what content's coming into your brain all the time. If you're constantly consuming the news on whatever platform or constantly consuming social media, man, that's hardwiring your brain in a way that's not good. And it's going to make it harder for you to stay focused. It's going to make it harder for you to feel hopeful. It's, I mean, it's just it, there are studies linked to showing that increasing depression and anxiety. So just be just be mindful of the amount of noise and where that's coming from. And there's a whole chapter there that's really good. The next one is prioritize your yeses, like we were talking about is, and that's, you're going to need to dive into that chapter, figuring out what really matters. What what are the things, if you could boil it down to the top three things, right? What really matters in your life and make sure that you're, you're giving attention to those things that really matter. Great words. Uh, I think something's been super helpful to me uh, that, that I came uh, across probably 10, 15 years ago was something called block scheduling. And mm-hmm. it, in my calendar, I'm able to schedule blocks for reading, for task management, for sermon preparation, for appointments, for administration. And then what really helped me even more is understanding when am I most suited to do what particular task in my day. So if I'm writing content for a sermon, doing research or reading. For me, Jimbo, I need to do that now in my schedule. I need to do that early in the day. And so I will block out a couple of hours on a particular day uh, or days of the week to do that. And then I'll do administrative work like returning emails or filling out expense reports or you know routine kinds of things that are a little bit more mindless in the sense that it doesn't require creative energy, but administrative energy. I'll do those in the late afternoon when I'm tired from my day. I'll do appointments in the middle of the day and one of the things uh, that that's super important is you got to think about when you can set appointments with people and you need to figure out when, when are you available, when you're not, when does it work in your family rhythms, going back to the last podcast. And one of the things I would say is if you could do lunch appointments or late afternoon kind of coffee meeting type appointments, man, do those rather than take nighttime away from family. Because when you're taking a nighttime appointment, you're not only taking time away from your family, but everybody that you're meeting with is taking time away from their family as well. And uh, and so you need to be mindful of that. One of the great things that we've all learned to do during COVID is we've learned to do quick meetings and agenda meetings. And then we've also learned to do virtual meetings by Zoom or uh, Ring Central or whatever app that you have, FaceTime, et cetera. And so some of those meetings you can, rather than driving to a place and sitting down, you can do those 
through electronic conferencing. What I would say is don't do all of your meetings through electronic conferencing. You're going to need some face-to-face time at some point in time. And certainly pastoral kinds of things need to be face-to-face as much as possible. But make all of the resources available and, and tie those into your schedule when it works for you at an energy level and at a routine level in terms of the week. Yeah, the main thing is, man, be intentional. Figure out what works for you. Don't use the, well, that doesn't work for me as an excuse to not do some, have a system. Figure out your system. Figure out what works for you. One of the things I figured out, I build into my schedule as often as I can, is when I've got a meeting in person, I try to get there 45 minutes early. And I schedule that buffer time for me to get there early because it's good for me to go and just kind of clear my head a little bit, get centered, think through other tasks that maybe have come up or whatever, or just read or pray, or just take that time to be prepared for that meeting. And and part of that for me is part of that. So the final principle in Jordan Rainer's book is eliminate all hurry. You can be busy in a biblical way without being in a hurry. But hurry is like this anxiety and this urgency to everything. And man, it's just an unsettled spirit when you're always in a hurry. So figure out what it looks like for you to eliminate hurry. And man, there's some great books. Uh, Unhurried Life is a great book. There are a lot of great resources on that. But figure out what your system is. Keep tweaking it. Keep reviewing it. Keep adjusting it so that you can be as productive as you can at what God's called you to do, but be present right where you are. And that's the key is figuring out how to do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. Check out 180.church, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.